guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. Last night, after I uh, told people all day that I forgot that the national championship game was yet to be played, I did go home to watch it. And Joe Burrow and LSU put on an impressive performance in a 42-25 to win. Burrow, 31 of 49, 463 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions after. And we were talking about this, Manny Matthew and I during the break. Took a beating early in that game and, and really showed some grit and, and some, some, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh... Toughness. Toughness? Sure, we'll go with toughness. Tom Thibodeau likes that. Gumption. Gumption is a good one. There's some good one. Resilience is the word that I was actually looking for to come back and have the performance that he did. And I'm not not here to knock Joe Burrow or say he's not going to make it at the next level. I think... You have a very good choice between Joe Burrow and Tua if if you're looking for a quarterback in this year's draft. But the other guy in this draft or in this in this game yesterday, and I know he can't enter the draft because of the NCAA's ridiculous rules. Trevor Lawrence, to me, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are both bigger college football guys than I am. I feel like there's a little bit of recency bias going on with Joe Burrow in terms of Tua was the hot guy coming into this season. If you were looking for a quarterback in this draft. Coming up in 2020, and the injury, okay, I can see why that would put him behind Joe Burrow. But Trevor Lawrence, after last year's national championship game, he seemed like the hot commodity at quarterback, even though he wouldn't be available to the NFL for another couple of years. If you give me the choice today of Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, and if you want to throw Tua in there, all right, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence over those guys all day long, and I'm not letting what I saw happen in one game last night deter me from that. Trevor Lawrence before yesterday, hadn't lost a college football game. And if if I'm not mistaken, didn't lose for like the last two years of his high school career either. I mean, the guy just wins. He was the recruit at quarterback coming out of high school. I mean, he has pedigree and history going way, way back, as far back as a guy his age can have in terms of the level of quarterback that he is and could be. I think Trevor Lawrence might be the next special thing at quarterback in the NFL when he's finally allowed to go and play there. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is a lot like Andrew Luck in that he just does everything so exceptionally well. So he throws into tight windows. He beats the blitz. He reads defenses. He's an incredible athlete, as you saw from that 60-yard or so touchdown run against Ohio State. And I didn't think he was bad last night. I think LSU was an NFL team. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just so, so good. And he had to carry everything on his back last night and wasn't able to do it against easily the best team in the country. Joe Burrow, I was feeling very much this year like I've never seen someone since maybe Danny Warfel or Tim Tebow have a supporting cast like this, where it's just like this stacked team with weapons everywhere. You could throw it anywhere, anytime, and as long as you put it in the general area, then somebody's going to catch it because they're that good, and if you throw a screen pass, they're going to run 50 yards after the catch because they're that good. But last night, he went through some things. He got hit on a play at the goal line where Clemson sent a big blitz. Yeah. And not only did he diagnose where he was supposed to throw it and found Randy Moss's kid, but then he got smacked after that. And all he did was just keep going and making accurate <laughs> throws and running with the ball. He's very athletic, too. And uh, I, I think I was sold on him. But I'm not 
uh, anti-Tua. I, I actually like Tua a lot. And before last night, probably would have said if you gave me the two 100% healthy, I might still pick Tua. Um, over uh, Joe Burrow? Over Joe Burrow, yeah. I, I think that there are some things with Tua that would sort of reflect a, a slightly better prospect. Um, I mean, his his accuracy is is great. He also has this sort of special playmaker type of element to him. But then, you know, Burrow was showing some of that last night as well. So I think they're both really excellent quarterback prospects. But when you're getting blitzed and blitzed and blitzed and your offensive line is struggling to pick up those blitzes and you're still making plays, that's what you have to do in the NFL. And I thought Burrow did a really good job of that last night. Yeah. And I, I think he's like, I, like I said, when I started this conversation, I think he's going to be really good at the next level. But if you gave me a choice of those three of Trevor Lawrence, Tua and Joe Burrow, he's probably third. And I, if, if all, if all things being equal, like you said, Tua being healthy and obviously Trevor Lawrence being eligible for the draft, to me, he's the third quarterback. On on my board, which means nothing. <laughs> you got Mel Kiper, you got Todd McShay, and then Rami Makhlouf on my board. The Rami Makhlouf board on my board. I would I would have Joe Burrow third for everything that we saw last night and the great season that he had, and as impressive as he's been, he'd be third on my on my big board. Are you guys Are you guys on the same page with me? I uh, the Tua versus him. If Tua wasn't hurt, that would probably. With the fact that Tua is hurt and that could impact him long term. Right. No, I'm saying he's healthy. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, okay. the NCAA mm-hmm. makes sense, yeah, and Lawrence he's allowed to enter one. the draft yeah. today. He, Trevor Lawrence would be number one, yeah, right? He's number one. Yep. Yeah. I don't think there's any the doubt about it. He's like the natural. He's a phenom. Yeah. I, I think he's the best quarterback prospect that I've seen since Andrew Luck. I mean, him and Luck have a lot of similarities with just incredible football minds, great athleticism, a will to win. Um, against Ohio State, Trevor Lawrence got knocked down and stayed down for a while. And then he talked about after that that he had heard the other team being like, Oh, he's done now. We, you know, we knocked him out, everything else. And he was like, No way am I letting them say that, and then comes back and wins. That win is just as impressive as what Joe Burrow did last night, because I don't think Clemson is actually a very good team. I don't think they have great wide receivers or some unbelievable offensive line or anything like that this year. In the past, they have, but I don't think this year they were unbelievable. And yet, he was still able to bring him to the national championship game and for three quarters stay pretty close with LSU, which was an impossible task. They were way better than everybody else. So I, I really, really like what I've seen out of Trevor Lawrence. Tua is a little bit harder to figure out, and Burrow sold me last night. It's incredibly unfair that A, Trevor Lawrence can't enter the draft, and B, Joe Burrow has to go and play for the Bengals. Both of those things are See, unfortunate where I just for dis- those two I young disagree. men. I saw a lot of that last night. I totally disagree. First of all, what do you, what do you the mean? Bengals have an amazing football helmet. <laughs> I mean, that is a great hadn't considered helmet. that. I'm sorry I hadn't considered right? that, Matthew. You're right. What My bad. They do have a great helmet. It's one of the best helmets in the league. I have to admit, yeah. it, no is one, it, it is one of the best helmets yeah. in and the league. And it should never change. Also, I that thing had to be groundbreaking when they for when oh. the Bengals first came out with that helmet because <laughs> oh for a God, while yeah. they just had a tiger on the side who was like pawing at it. It was like a three D no, tiger. No, it used to be well back in the sixties. Yeah, right? it was just oh, orange right. with the yeah. word Bengals on the side of it. Yeah, that's and then just I, lame. I, and, uh, I think sometime sometime in the eighties they went with the animal print helmets, which had to be just it had that fantastic. had to have blown people's minds at that point. Uh, so you're right, great helmet. Anything else to sell me on the Bengals as a good home for Joe Burrow? Let me think. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I've got it. (laughs) 
they're terrible, and their entire organization is terrible, and it's been terrible forever. And oh, by the way, you get to play Pittsburgh and Baltimore twice right, a year. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Stefanski's Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, but I always root for a franchise that is garbage to suddenly become really good. You know, I mean, even how about the Buffalo Bills this year? They may have been smoke and mirrors, and they quarter, they might have a quarterback who's awful, and they may have blown a 16-point lead in the playoffs, but they were bad for so, so long, totally irrelevant, don't even mention them. Hey, look, you're on the in-the-hunt graphic in Week 13, like, good for you. Uh, but uh, to have them be a relevant franchise now where they could if Tom Brady leaves New England, potentially win the AFC East next year. That's a great turnaround for Sean McDermott, and it's extra special for a fan base that's suffered for so long. And with Cincinnati, I'm not even sure if they have fans left at this point. (laughs) So for someone to take a franchise like that, like... Brett Favre did with Green Bay. That franchise was a mess before. Was ridiculous. Right? I mean, yeah. they were awful. So, you know, the magic man couldn't turn things around, but certainly uh, Brett Favre could. And that's how you look at Cincinnati. These smaller markets that have been struggling and are kind of clueless and everything else. When Carson Palmer had them relevant, even when uh, Marvin Lewis had them relevant, it was it was good for them. It was good for the league to have teams like that that aren't just the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, whatever, being relevant. Brian tweets in, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, not that I ever want to defend the NCAA, unless I'm mistaken, the rule about waiting three years before you can enter the NFL draft is a NFL rule, not a NCAA rule. Didn't Maurice Claret sue the NCAA so that he could enter the draft a year early? Mm. Wasn't that a lawsuit with the NCAA? Him and Mike Williams? I I think that it is the NFL's rule. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think it's the NFL's I've been rule wrong before. that the NCAA Plenty. is very okay with. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because the NCAA and the NFL are, are in cahoots. If you don't know, they are definitely, in, it's a free minor league system for the NFL. They don't have to fund it. They don't have to feed into it. Well, it's just like basketball. I mean, that right. have to be 19 to play in the NBA. That's an NBA rule. That's not an NCAA That's true. rule. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably wrong on this now that we talk it out, but I swear that that lawsuit was between Maurice Claret, like Manny said, Mike Williams, and the NCAA. I could have sworn they were suing the NCAA in that lawsuit. Could be wrong. I'm did sure. They win? I'm sure somebody will correct me. Uh, no, he did not win. He had to wait well, a year before he could enter then. the NFL draft. <laughs> but I think everybody's favorite person, other than Joe Burrow, coming out of this is Coach O, Ed Orgeron. <laughs> the guy is just a magical creature, is he not? He's great. He's amazing. Now Love I him. saw. Somebody tweet this out, and I can't tell you 100% sure whether this is a real quote or someone who was really funny making up a quote, but somebody asked him about why he still stays in in such jacked shape, and he said something like, I never want there to be a day where I can't kick a man's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard about like his Red Bull or Monster Energy drink habit? No. The guy goes through like... Six to eight of them a day. That's like, he just healthy. wakes up in the morning and starts crushing Red Bulls and Monster Energy drinks. It's amazing. And he is the most Louisiana thing ever. Yes, Not just yes. person. He's the most Louisiana. Like, if Louisiana was a person, it would be Ed Orgeron. Like, if the Hulk had been from Louisiana. <laughs> It's amazing. I love the guy. I'm not the biggest college football guy, but I love Ed Orgeron. I don't know that what he does, especially, no offense, but the way he talks 
would work anywhere but LSU. It's like he it's like he was created in a mold to coach LSU, to coach a team in the state of Louisiana. Can't work for anybody else. Do you understand what he's saying most of the time? I don't understand what he's saying a lot of the time. I've covered some players from that area, and it takes some work. Is it offensive to say I don't understand somebody because of their accent? It's a a totally different accent. Because if you're offended by that, I grew up with a dad who had an accent that I didn't understand what he was saying half the time, all right? (laughs) And I laugh about that, too. So if you're offended, you're just offended. I asked Mandy to pull some clips so we could play a game. I got a few here. Do you know what the hell Ed Orgeron is talking about? <laughs> Let's play the game, Mandy. What's what's first up? And do you know what the hell Ed Orgeron well, is talking this about? This is first. This is the clip you sent me earlier this morning. It was last night. Okay. You know, we're gonna go back to. We got a nice week. I got I got Kelly and my three boys with me. Uh-huh. We're probably gonna get a ham sandwich or maybe some boot down or something. Go to bed and wake up tomorrow and do it again. Uh, but it would be good. But we just simple folks. We love our life. I love my family. Uh, my personal time with them is going to be, uh, we don't go out. We don't do things like that. I got and, you. Uh, we represent the state of Louisiana, so we, we're <laughs> you excited. You don't got him. I understood some of that. No, I understood it all. I think he said, okay, he said that he's going to take his boys, his sons, and go get some ham sandwiches and boudin. Yeah, he said that, yeah, now that part I wasn't sure what that was. Boudin, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's a Creole dish. Yeah, I assumed it was a food. Maybe somebody can uh, fill us in on what exactly boudin is. I but think he said that he's got a suite with the family and then he said we're just simple folks who don't go out and do a whole lot of things so you, yeah all right you, same ed can you play it again manny you know, we're gonna go back to it. We got a nice week. I got I got Kelly and got my nice three boys with me. Right? Uh-huh. We're probably nice gonna week. get a ham sandwich or maybe some boot down or something. Go to bed and wake up tomorrow and do it again. Um, <laughs> I thought, I thought he meant like a hotel suite. <laughs> Who eats a ham sandwich to celebrate oh, winning I the would. national yeah. championship? He and Ed are similar. <laughs> so the, I'm a simple man who wants a ham sandwich after victory. So I have a couple things here. One, this is one of my favorites. This is from, uh, I guess, about two years uh, ago. is a uh, pork and rice Cajun sausage, by the way. I just oh, Googled uh-huh. it. Yeah. I mean, do you not hear the Joe Dirt? No, he... No, yeah, he's the a coach. Uh, I know I'm not totally. the first to make this comparison. He's the coach from the Waterboy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, yeah, if you could, yeah. if you can find a clip from yeah. Waterboy, he is yeah, the coach from Waterboy. Up. There's like next to no difference. So he I, was. I, I was thinking he's the uh, in Joe Dirt the character that says home is what you make it. <laughs> Joe Dirt thinks he's saying something else. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> so a couple of years ago, he was held one of those press conferences after he just announced like his brand new recruiting class, and he was listing off all the guys that he got. And there were people behind him because they were doing it like this, their big practice facility, and there were people behind him like running drills. And so he just, I'll, oh, I'll just, yes. I'll oh, just play. This. It. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is great. Hey, young man from Destrehan, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Uh, great young man. So proud that we have him. Uh, great parents. We had to fix the line of scrimmage. We wanted to get bigger. I'll stop. Hey, stop the ball. Stop the drill. I'm having a press conference. Thank you. Wait for it. We had to fix the line of scrimmage. We went all the way to Michigan. 
Seriously, where did this guy come from? He's like a fictional character. There's nobody who acts and talks like that. In one sense, he's talking about what great young men they are, and then he goes off mic and, hey, <laughs> shut the hell up back there. I'm and then just comes conference. back and continues right where he left off. Got to shore up the offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> Got to so, build a shed. <laughs> I have one more for you guys. This one, me and Danny actually had found this where Danny had found it when we were doing the Sunday morning show back in the summer and somebody had took a post-game interview with him like right after a game and they moved the they moved like the tone of the audio down to make his voice even deeper than what it already is <laughs> so just 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 have a listen on the other side of the ball, we always talk about offense, but you challenged your defense this week, and they certainly answered your call. What'd you like from them? Proud of it. It did zone. We tackled well. We kept the ball in front. We rushed the pass well. We looked like an ocean defense there. <laughs> Do you think this was most the most complete game you've seen out of your team? No question. I think we could have been a little bit better on special team. We missed a field goal. We had a couple missed half on special team. But offensive defense was played pretty well. Now you're about to head into the gauntlet of what is the SEC schedule. What do you take from this game as you look ahead to Florida next week? At least it'll be cooler, right, Coach? Yes, man. Thank you. Congratulations. The fact that you can tell the tone isn't even moved down that much because the interviewer's voice sounds almost normal. It's almost normal. That guy is amazing. That guy is the absolute the best. best. I was happiest for him. Of anybody that- Did we just commit a seance or something by playing that? <laughs> by the way, uh, Kyle tweets in, says the water, by, the water boy coach and the guy from Joe Dirt is the same character, same mm. actor. Is it the same? Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Is it carryover across so. the universes? Same character? I think... Well, I don't know if the same character, the same actor though. Is and it the same actor? Same group of people who made those movies. Right. I yeah. Think, yeah. Right. So. Oh, that is amazing. That is <laughs> Corbett tweets in the lower the lowered Orgeron voice is Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> that's pretty close. <laughs> that's that's pretty damn close. I love Ed Orgeron so so three, much. Three and twenty one at uh, in the SEC when he was at Ole Miss. Yeah. And now you fast forward and here he is now. Like I said, I Unbelievable. think I think this works because he is the embodiment, literally. Like if you were going to take the state of Louisiana and everything, its culture, its food, the way that they talk, the way that they look, the way that they sound. If you're going to take all that and make it a person, like a caricature, it is Ed Orgeron. USC, Marcus Spears keep bring, keeps bringing this up because he's a big LSU guy. They passed on Ed Orgeron because he wasn't polished enough. And you know what? They were probably right because kids from California or kids who are looking to go to a program or a university like USC, they're probably looking for something shiny and flashy and cool and guy with a clean cut, a guy with a cool image. That's what you're looking for if you go to USC. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work there either, but I'm just saying. it did not. Like, I think it works in Louisiana because he is Louisiana. He's a... Lebetard calls him the Louisiana Swamp Monster, and that, that's basically, that is what it is. I don't know that this would work anywhere else, other and it hasn't for him in other places. I think it works because of who he is, specifically to that location. It's a perfect marriage, him and LSU. Perfect marriage. It's amazing. I love it. It's great. I don't have anything else left to say about Ed Ortrad. Do you, Matthew? 
What a job. What a job he did. I mean, <laughs> seriously, has anyone built a better college football team than this year's LSU in a long time? I think this year's LSU would have beat a lot of the great Alabama teams mm-hmm. because of the quarterback play, the receivers, the weapons. A lot of the Alabama teams won with their defense, but this was an unbelievable top-to-bottom team that I'm not surprised ended up beating a Clemson team that kind of got there because Trevor Lawrence ran for 60 yards against Ohio State, and then Ohio State threw a pick at the end. Ohio State was probably stronger, probably would have given a better run to LSU, I think. But um, that is one of the best college football teams I've ever seen. I do think it's still ridiculous how late they play this game. I don't know if you guys are with me on that. I I lost a lot of a lot of momentum and I'll a lot of juice truth, for this football game. Didn't I bother didn't, you did at all? Did not make it to the end. I after oh he, about how long a football yeah, game it was. I, I was I, just talking about how yeah. long they waited to play it. And the halftime, they came back and they were like sort of showing the field, and I was like, oh, it's back on. And it was like, no, 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 this is some sort of ceremony. Like we're not playing for a really long time. <laughs> like you have to wait till next week for this to come back. I but uh, after getting back from Santa Clara really late and then going to Zimmer's press conference early in the morning at a, you know 10.30 or something. I was like, okay, I love football. But the third quarter didn't start to like 10.30. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I really only made it a little bit into the third quarter when... Uh, Were you fighting it? Were you like, no, I'm watching this whole game and it was just... I, I thought about it. I could stay up as late as I want. Just like, I, I don't fall asleep. Because you're a big boy now. Well, no, but right. not just that. I own the house. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, I, what I mean is some people, including <clears throat> my wife, just fall asleep, like on the couch. I don't do that. Like, I don't just watch television and then, like, oh, I wake up an hour later. Did I fall asleep? That, that doesn't happen to me. So if I wanted to stay up, I would have, but I just felt awful and had to go to bed. But um, the, the game going that long is I guess it's not that much of a problem because people watch it, but I it's hard to stand. Especially if you were, I like to watch sports and such as a child. <laughs> if you're a child on the East Coast uh, trying to watch this game, you have yeah, no it was eleven thirty when the it's fourth Monday quarter night. started. You have no shot. It doesn't make any. A lot of what the NCAA does doesn't make sense. Some of it more harmless, like what we're talking about last night. Some of it very harmful to these kids who are playing for nothing.